0: Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep because we'd love to have you tune in next week. I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. Baptist Church, we are grateful that you are here with us, whether it's on Zoom or YouTube, those of you who are here in person, we are grateful to be together on this, the sixth Sunday of Easter, also a Sunday that we call Mother's Day, so it is good to be together on this day so that we might worship with one another. So I want us to pass the peace with each other. And I will, let's see, so those of you at home should be able to see us here, and those of us here should be able to see the folks at home, so pass the peace of Christ by waving to each other and saying hello. It is good to be able to do that. It will be even better when uh, we are able to do that the way we used to do it. That'll be a beautiful day. At this time, let us join our hearts and minds together in worship as John Spinks offers the Trinity ring and transitions us into worship.
1: Hallelujah. Christ is risen.
2: Christ is risen indeed.
1: Darkness has been vanquished. The brilliant
2: light of hope has come.
1: Come, let us worship and celebrate the good news.
2: Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Amen.
1: Let us worship the risen Lord. Let us pray, eternal God of love, when life grows difficult, we may wonder where you are. Are you really there? Is your spirit really with us? And then we witness or experience another person's loving act of kindness. And we realize that is where you are, present in that person and their kind deed. Help us fill your spirit
0: during this worship time. Inspire us to live with love and to show others where and what you are. In Jesus' name,
1: amen. Amen. John's first epistle, chapter 5, the first six verses, we have this message. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, and everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the spirit is the one that testifies for the spirit is the truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: Our first hymn this morning is one of our favorites. Great is thy faithfulness. Sing with your hearts. Amen. all of I-
2: Please listen as I read John 15, 9 through 17. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments so that you may love one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
3: Sometimes we're taken aback by the words, I didn't choose you. You chose me. God did choose us. And he, it was his idea to, to save us from our sins by coming to earth and showing us, by his life and his example, how to live and how to die. Our hymn is, My Lord, I Did Not Choose You. And we'll sing, sing both stanzas of this. My Lord, I did not choose you. That could never be. My heart would still refuse you had you not chosen me. You took the sin not me, you cleansed me, made me new. I your grace had called
0: Several weeks ago, I gave the disclaimer that, that really is, it doesn't really need vocalization, but the disclaimer is there that no one sermon is ever exhausted on any one text or topic. You don't really need to be, really need to be reminded of that, but it makes me feel good to remind you of that every once in a while. You never say everything that you really want to say. There's no way you can exhaust the text. Fred Craddock calls it the wisdom of the staircase. He says you get home and as you're walking up the stairs to go to bed, it hits you. Oh, that's what I should have said. And that's how it works. I mean, if you take this text of ours from John 15 this morning, there are several different faithful routes you could choose. You could explore this word abide. You could explore the word friend. You could explore what it means to keep the commandments. You could explore what it means to be chosen. You could explore sacrificial love as the text claims, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. That's a, that's a high bar. One that is, rather, that is certainly worthy of exploring. But no sermon on any of these topics would be the final word on those topics, and it certainly wouldn't be the final word on this text. But there's another level to it because there's always the question that the preacher must consider, and it's this, which sermon do you need to hear? Which sermon do I need to hear? I mean, every sermon is contextual. Contextual. The sermon that you preach to group A is not the same sermon that you preach to group B. So here's the preacher's dilemma. You see, some of us need to hear that I do not call you servants any longer. Because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. Some of us need to hear just that. That plain and simple good news that Jesus considers us friends. That's that's really a repeat of last week's sermon. And last week's sermon was this, you are loved by God, period. End of story. God loves you without condition. I have called you friends. That's another way to preach that sermon. And some folks need to hear just that sermon. But on the other hand, some of us need to hear a little bit more than that. Some of us need to hear, you are my friends if if you do what I command you. In other words, you are loved by God. Yes, you are, but instead of putting a period there, I'm going to put a semicolon and say, you are loved by God, but you need to get it in gear. I mean, either of those sermons will work. Either of those are true. But some days I need to hear one, and other days I need to hear the other. Some days maybe I need to hear both. It's it's the the, the, the old adage that the preacher's job is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. It just depends on where you are. And the problem with those kinds of sermons and, and the problem with, with, with that little juxtaposition is always this. You see, the people who, he, who need to hear the get it in gear, they will mainly hear, you are loved by God, period, end of story. They will, they'll, they'll miss that you need to get it in gear part, and the people who need to just hear you are loved by God, period, end of story, they'll hear, well, I need to get it in gear. I mean, that's just how it works. So anyway, to be clear, there are a number of sermons that can be offered from any one text, and none of those sermons is the only one that we need to hear. And so the preacher must choose wisely, because the truth is, it won't take long for you to decide whether it's worth listening to or not. In fact, you've probably already made that decision. I hope you're still with me after that sort of rabbit-chasing sermon, homiletical kind of advice. Fred Craddock, again, to quote him, says there's two kinds of preaching that's difficult to hear, and the first is bad preaching. You probably know something about that. He said the second is, poor, is, is good preaching. It's hard to hear poor preaching, hard to hear bad preaching, also hard to hear good preaching because the truth is it's hard to hear. It's hard to listen. But if someone is speaking to you for the last time, you'll probably try and hear them. You'll probably lean in just a little bit more and open those ears up. And in John's Gospel, chapters 14 through 17, this is the farewell discourse of Jesus. In other words, this is his last sermon to the disciples. On this last night of Jesus' life, after he has washed their feet, he offers some final words them. And he says, we are friends. We're friends. I want you to know that. It's important for you to get this. We are friends. We are deep friends, he says. As the Father has loved me, so I love you. And, he says, you are to love each other. You are to be friends with each other. The text says, this is my commandment. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you, and then he ends, I'm giving you these commandments so that you may love one another, so that you may be friends, so that you may care deeply about each other, and these are the dying words of Jesus. Of course, the disciples really only get this later. They are at times quite slow to pick up on things. But we know it as we're reading the text. We know the full context of the words. We know these are his last words. We are friends. Now go and be friends with each other. A couple of days ago, I was reading a, a piece by by David Brooks, and his topic was what we've gotten wrong during the pandemic, and and here's what he said. He said, folks are reasoning mostly on a personal basis. They are thinking about what's right for them as individuals more than they are thinking about what's right for the nation and the most vulnerable people in it. It's not that they are rebuking their responsibilities as citizens, he says. It's just apparently they never, that it never occurred to them that they might have any responsibilities. Let me read that line one more time. It's not that they are rebuking their responsibilities as citizens. It's apparently, it apparently never occurred to them that they might have any. It's not that we are rebuking our responsibility as disciples, but apparently on occasion, it never occurs to us that we might have any. You are my friends, yes. If the text says you do what I command you. As as friends of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, we, we have responsibilities. And, and sometimes we apparently forget those. We are called to love each other. We are called to sacrifice for each other. And this is one of the last things that Jesus tells us to do. Commands us, actually, he commands us to do it which is, I think, a relief. Because sometimes I just need to be told what to do. Don't leave it up to me, just tell me. Don't leave it up to me to decide and discern or to ponder and pontificate and try to figure some way out of it because that's usually what we do. Try to figure out who I should love and, well, who I shouldn't love. Instead, Jesus just says, do it. He commands us to, and it frees us up so that we can. Now, I don't know which part of that you need to hear. You do, though. this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this. To lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I don't know which part of that you need to hear, but you do. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Yo are sons or daughters. And so we praise God for the women who birthed us. For mothers brave, strong, compassionate, full of wisdom and grace, we give thanks and praise. For mothers vulnerable, worried, frustrated, and hurried, we pray for peace. For relationships that are strained and no longer a source of joy, we pray for healing. For mothers who have died, but whose light shines on in our own hearts and memories, we pray for those that mourn and give thanks to God for life eternal. For mothers who grieve, who have lost children born or unborn, we weep with those with broken hearts. For those who are struggling to raise children who are tired and weary, we pray that we may be their village, offering real help in hard times. For those who are preparing empty your nest, we both celebrate and mourn with you and hope their wings are as strong as their roots are deep. For stepmothers navigating the pitfalls and joys of creating a new family, we pray for wisdom and patience. For grandmothers who are doing the hard work of raising children again, we pray that the caregivers may receive some care themselves. For those who are waiting and sometimes struggling with the biological process to bring new life, and for those who are waiting for adoptive processes to be fulfilled, we eagerly await with you and offer you our hand to hold in this time. For women who do not have children, but instead teach, lead, care for, and guide the children of others, we give God thanks and praise. For the mothers, sisters, daughters in our midst and around this world, For the women who created in the image of God give not just life, but abundant life. For women fighting, struggling, and sweating for the sake of others. For women caring and compassionate and crying with the heart of Christ. For the caregivers, prophets, preachers, teachers, leaders, shepherds, and healers. For moms and their wide. Variety and many forms, we give thanks and praise, O Lord. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen.
3: Something of God is in. can feel him in a mother's touch across the widening years her shielding hands will still reach out as if to keep from harm her little child how well God understands a mother's heart so like his old touched his garments him for strength and wisdom and surely oh god we honor thee the day we are
0: Let us pray. O Lord, you are the source of all life. You birthed this world. You spoke all things into existence. Breathed life into us even came among us in flesh and blood in the person of Jesus. Loved us enough to call us friends. Loved us enough to command us to love each other so that we might truly be your children. Strengthen us, empower us, fill us with your spirit so that we might be friends. Friends to a weary world. Friends to a world in need. Friends to a world that is longing for hope and for healing. And so I will invite those of you who are here in the sanctuary if you will offer the names of those who need hope and healing, then I will repeat them here so those at home can hear them, and then in a few moments I'll invite those of you at home to unmute yourselves and do the same. What names need to be lifted up in the sanctuary this morning? James McNamara. Ray Joy. Ray Joy. Tim Dempsey. Tim Dempsey. Elliot Hodges, Ray and Bubba, Bubba. Linda Linda Harris. And now those of you at home, if you would unmute yourselves and offer those names aloud.
2: Ryan Clancy and his family. Lewis Hamilton. David Bauman, okay. Jana Ligon, Ray Hudson.
0: We entrust them all to your care, O oh Lord, because you are good and you are faithful. And now I invite everyone at home to unmute themselves and those of you here in the sanctuary to join me as we put our voices together and to pray in the way that Christ has taught us. Our Father, Father who art Father, in, heaven. Heaven. In, heaven. Hallowed hallowed in heaven, hallowed be thy name,
2: thy kingdom, thy kingdom come,
0: thy will be, thy will done. be done, on earth, on earth, earth as visited. it is in heaven.
2: heaven. Give,
0: Give us this day our daily bread, bread. And, give and forgive us, us, and give us, 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 trespasses, us, us as we forgive as we those who trespass against us. And lead us, and lead us not into temptation, in in but deliver us from evil.
2: For
0: thine is the kingdom, power, and
2: the glory,
1: for ever and
2: ever. Amen.
0: Amen.
3: He is Lord, he is Lord, he has risen from the dead and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is.
0: It has been good to worship with you. It's been good to be together even while we are apart. I just want to continue to thank you for your generous giving. You continue to support this church financially with great generosity and we are truly grateful for that. You allow us to continue our mission and ministry. I want to thank you for your faithfulness for showing up on Zoom. For watching us on YouTube, for being here in the sanctuary and and your willingness to abide by these protocols, we are really grateful for your faithful, generous spirit. Thank you. It has made these hard days uh, much easier to tolerate when you know that you are in this together and when you know that God's love binds you together. Here's the benediction. So may, so may you go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And as you go, remember who you are. You are disciples of Jesus, our Lord and our brother, children of Almighty God, bound together as brothers and sisters through the Spirit. You are the very body of Christ. So may you serve the Lord with gladness all your days. Amen. So if you're in the sanctuary, I'm going to ask you to stick around for just a minute. If you're here on Zoom, feel free to unmute yourselves and catch up with each other. I hope your week is a good one.